Hello everyone, this is China Paradigm, where we, Dashi Consulting, interview seasoned entrepreneurs in China. Today I am with Charles Bach. Um, Charles, we, we have met a long time ago already, I think it's like five or six years ago, even more, because you have not started your current business we are going to talk about today. Um, and you are a serial entrepreneur, you are a true serial entrepreneur. At least, at least two businesses you have started. Uh, but I see a, a lot of other um, initiatives you have been co-founders or you have been involved with. Um, and you have begun with Path, which was a language solution to learn Chinese. And now you are founder and CEO of Hai Nunu. So I try to introduce Hai Nunu in a correct way uh, because it's not easy on, on much because of much you do and so on, it's not easy to have a very few words to describe all you do with Hainenu. As far as I understand from what, 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 what I, I found online in our discussion before, you are um, a solution uh, based on devices to support uh, healthcare, um, actually to provide healthcare support for elderly. So you provide a kit including a scale, including devices to, 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 to understand the health of the senior and an app as well in order to support um, any, uh, any, any kind of uh, health support for senior people. So Hainu is already uh, more than five years old. Um, you have been very, very active as well. Uh, you have been endorsed by President Macron, King of France. You have been active within the, the ecosystem of entrepreneurs like French Tech, like uh, the Chamber of French Chamber of Commerce, German Chamber of Commerce, also going to overseas like Munich. I saw you, you, you got a reward and a lot of reward as well. So you have been uh, very, very um, active on, on media at the same time as you build your company with a lot of rewards. And that's something I'd like actually to understand how you have been able to manage all of this both the PR and building, building your software, building your product and your software. So thank you very much, Charles, for being with us. I'm, I'm very excited to know more about Hainunu. Uh, I realized when I went to your website to prepare the interview that what I saw two years ago when we met uh, next to my office has changed a lot. The product has changed a lot and evolved a lot. So first question is, what's the stage now? Uh, where, 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 where do you stand in terms of uh, revenues, in terms of size of the team, in terms of uh, um, a product? Could you give an idea to the audience where you are in terms of development? Okay, th th first, uh, thank you for your uh, interview. It's really a pleasure to be uh, interviewed and, and be podcast with uh, Tasway Consulting. Uh, it's a privilege and a honor because you have a good good uh, visibility and in China, and uh, uh, we are really happy to share our experience in your podcast. Uh, so yes, Matthew, uh, where are we now? We uh, so Hainunu is a result of uh, 12 years R&D in four countries in the world: America, Canada, France, and China. Officially, we uh, launched uh, our headquarters in Hong Kong in 2016. Then we have a branch uh, in Shanghai in 2017, and we opened another company in Singapore. So we officially registered today in three countries, Hong Kong, mainland, and Singapore. 
uh, we have we had also two fundraising I will call uh, pre a to uh, fundraising uh, our market capitalization today is uh, 25 million dollars we have 15 uh, employees I would say uh, uh, most of them are located in uh, Shanghai where we are uh, the most active because we are mostly based in mainland but we have also remote colleagues one's located in uh, uh, Canada the other one is in Italy and uh, we have also uh, of course in Singapore and Hong Kong uh, what do we solve and what kind of issue do we solve? The main vision of Hainunu is to help seniors not only to live longer, but to live also longer, healthier and happier at home. And also to bring the peace of mind to their children who live far away from them. And it started with uh, my own issue. You said I'm a serial entrepreneur, and when I look at the basics of my uh, companies that I founded, it all was always based on, on the problem solving that I had to face personally. So Hainunu, mm. six years ago, I'm living in China, as you know, for more than 10 years now. I was uh, calling my mom, who is a retired doctor living alone because my father passed away, so she's living uh, uh, far away from me in another country. And then when I call her and I say, hey, mom, how are you doing? She said, yes, I'm fine, no problem, don't worry. But then uh, uh, my older brother called me and said, no, no, she's not fine. She, she, she fell down and she went to hospital. And then I realized I had the shock because I realized, wow, I don't have any visibility of her health at home. And uh, I realized how is it possible, then, then, then the, the pain that I had is, how is it possible to take care of our elderly parents? when we are not living close to them as an expat worker living in Shanghai. Uh, and the second question was, what will be the next call? Because uh, our, our loving parents, they don't want to uh, give us any burden. So they will not give the, real, the reality of their uh, health. But when in the future we, we're gonna have the, the visibility will be almost too late. And then we have to rush like a fireman and to see that what we can do, but it will be too late. And I didn't want uh, to, to be at that stage because I had to face this situation myself first, like uh, 2013, and I didn't want to get another uh, bad experience. And, and when I was thinking of my uh, situation, I was thinking, hey, by the way, I'm not alone. I mean, in China, we have more than 1 million uh, expat workers like you and me. And when we think even deeper, uh, Shanghai, where we live, we have half of the people living in Shanghai are not from Shanghai. They're immigrant people, uh, mm. mostly from different provinces of China. Uh, so if you think around 25 million Shanghainese, uh, it's a big number because it, it gives us like more than, than 12 million people coming from other cities. You think of Beijing is almost the same. And you think of Shenzhen, it's 100% coming from outside. So when we think of this uh, issue of seniors in China, when we think macro, we have around now 200 million seniors over 60 years old. 
And when we look at those numbers, we think that uh, it's very predictable because 30 years from now in 2050, those 200 million will become half a million. And I know that you, you, you know very well those numbers because Tashwe Consulting, you already had this uh, wonderful research paper on the aging and the problem that we solve uh, in China. And when we look at those numbers, the most, the most uh, uh, I think, scary, scary fact is not only that we will have a growing numbers of, of uh, elderly that will become half of the population within 30 years, but also that uh, most of them already today, among the 200 million living alone, like mm. six person live alone. So when we are not Chinese, we think, yeah, Chinese family are really uh, like Asian family, really close bondage and they live together, which is true. But due to the new lifestyle and urban migration, most of the unique child uh, when when in different city, not only to study, but to get a work. And so the matter of fact is today, most of them live alone. We call them, in Chinese, we call that uh, empty nester, empty nest uh, family. And uh, the big question is, how is it possible to take care of them when we, we are not close to them? And when now we think of the solution, in China, Today, there is already a lack of 10 million professional caregivers. The, uh, as you already know, the uh, aging care is not mature at all. We, we are in infancy in China for, for one major reason is uh, this, uh, this uh, entire uh, senior care is, is not like uh, aligned with the Chinese way of thinking of the uh, family, like mm. culture. You, you don't want to take your parents, send them in a nursing home. It's completely uh, against the, uh, the, the way the, the traditional Chinese think about the, the family. The, the, yeah, in like Chinese culture, they would have it at home. Yes, so compared to the Westerners, where we're more independent in terms of generation, uh, Western country has a much more advanced maturity on this uh, solution, on, on the way to take care of the elderly. But here we have an incredible uh, uh, new market to address. And, and, and the question is in terms of the, uh, the, the numbers of people, the professional, there is a big, big shortage today of 10 million. So now the question, is how is it possible to cope with this uh, shortage of professional, human professional caregivers? Uh, the question is, is there a way where, uh, as you said, we have a pack. Uh, this is, by the way, the pack that we have. Uh, hi, Nunu. Uh, is there a way uh, to rethink about the, uh, the, the usage of the medical connected device, what we call IoT MedTech. Uh, from the IoT MedTech, is there a way to bring the hospital at home? Hmm. Because as you know, in China, uh, you, you, you have a, a specific situation in China where you don't have a, a family doctor. 
uh, all the healthcare are centralized in a hospital. And even hospital, you have three categories and the, the best one, the level three, many people are rushing to them. We cannot have uh, any uh, uh, medical uh, uh, meeting uh, in advance. We cannot schedule any doctors in advance. So we lose around four or five hours per day to get a, to get a, a diagnosis from a doctor. And so at the end, when we look at the situation and the problem solving, uh, the healthcare uh, system as a whole is unadapted to, to uh, help seniors to live longer, healthier at home. It's not mm. Heinu, it's not Charles Bach who telling that if we uh, download the report of aging from the World Health Organization, it, it's written black and white that the existing professional working in uh, healthcare are not adapted to solve this aging uh, issue. Just because healthcare uh, per se is only addressing a, a situation when it's already too late. When you have a post, a, a today healthcare is post-accident, is cure treatment-based. But we cannot wait that these massive uh, uh, seniors coming every year on the what we can say market. Uh, we cannot wait that they have uh, an issue. Otherwise, it, it's demanding in terms of uh, professional senior care. It's also very costly because you wait that they have a chronic disease and you wait that they have an issue. And so the, the, the whole question is, is it possible to reshuffle the game mm -hmm. using more uh, digitalization to cope with Understood. the lack of of shortage of human professional caregivers and 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 robotics and robotics and ai uh, so we have to think carefully because we are talking of human beings we are talking of fragile people we are talking mm. also of family and we are talking at the end of happiness so we should be very careful on the way we deliver the solution we believe that it should not be a black and white solution. Let's say we know that there are some people, professional who, who are really, let's say, face-to-face -face human oriented, delivering these uh, uh, human services. It can be nurse, doctor, it can be other professional caregivers, which is fundamental because we are talking with, with people. And you have, in the other hand, another world, all these kind of digital uh, providers uh, that want to also digitalize this healthcare uh, system, uh, giving value proposition in, in using uh, digitalization. And in Hainunu, we, we more believe in, in terms of using a yin and yang between these two worlds. We don't want to, to, to get an opposition. You mean human being and also artificial intelligence and tech, basically tech and human beings. Exactly. So what we decided is number one, we, the, the gravitational uh, uh, center should be human. Having saying that, as we said before, there is a shortage of human. So we cannot just uh, account on human providing services. 
because there is already a shortage of 10 million. And there will be a, a bigger gap in the future when, when every year there, is a, there are millions of people coming on the market. So now doing a yin and yang with the uh, biotech, uh, medtech, and also insurtech, all in one, connected in an in a, in a AI preventative platform uh, should help us to be uh, uh, more aligned with uh, uh, the needs of the seniors at home. I see. So there is also a yin and yang between the, uh, the way we address the medicine. We have two schools of thoughts in the world. We have the Western a school of thought of medicine, which, as we said, is more uh, uh, cure and treatment based post-accident. And we have another school of thought, which is the Chinese traditional medicine, which is more in, oriented in preventative. So the question, because I'm the third generation working in healthcare, my mother, and that, that is, by the way, the reason why I was born in France, my mother went in, in France to do a PhD, become a doctor and work in a French hospital. And, 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 and her father has the biggest pharmacy in Korea, Pusan. So the, 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 the thing is, I was uh, from, my, from my childhood in between this kind of yin and yang, Western medicine in France, with, with this uh, uh, family background, uh, uh, sort of this kind of tra Chinese traditional way of thinking in terms of the uh, preventative. I understand. And so me as, a, as an engineer uh, uh, coming from France, uh, I was trying to think of how is it possible to bring this uh, biotech, medtech and insurtech uh, the best of the technology uh, that we have in the Western world. Uh, how is it possible to combine all of them in more uh, Chinese traditional way, in preventative? Because as, as, we, as we learn on the report uh, uh, delivered by the World Health Organization, uh, I was very surprised to, to learn that 60% of the chronic diseases and 40% of the cancer can be preventable if we trigger uh, the risk factors. And when we look at the chronic diseases and cancer, what are the main risk factors? It's very simple. It's about our lifestyle, nutrition, fitness, and sleeping habits. And most of the chronic diseases, including, for example, uh, diabetics type 2, it's just because we eat too much and, and, and too over calorie. And if we think of the fitness, we are not doing as much as fitness as we should do, like a few thousand steps a day, whatever, like, like in the past when a society were more, much more uh, in agricultural mode, were more physical, but today we are more white colors and we don't practice that much kind of fitness. And so uh, all those uh, variables uh, bring more and more chronic diseases that can be preventable. So the question having said that is, how can we, we have this, this data? How is it possible to collect as much as possible data 
that will, will give us a visibility of what's happened of our uh, uh, fragile parents, our seniors, when we are not living with them. I see. Before we go more in-depth into the solution, I'd like to go back on what you said um, about the, the, the size of the business and what you, you are already doing. Uh, you said a value of 25 million US. But to produce what you do, which is a, 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 a IoT, so it's linked to devices, it requires money. How much money do you raise? I raise uh, so far uh, more than a million, of course. Uh, I cannot go too, yeah. I cannot go too much on the details. Sorry, Matthew, because we are now currently on the third round of investment. So our okay. lawyer asked us to be uh, uh, kind of cautious because uh, we are under due diligence. Uh, but I would say, okay. of course, more than one, less than five. Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, it came first from uh, the benefit that I had from my first company that you know, Team Pass. Uh, I see. So invested yourself. It's not. It was not external rounds of investment. Yeah. At the beginning, most of the investment was personal. Okay. And then, at a certain extent, when I didn't have that much uh, uh, resources, I, I I need to go myself to 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 chase some uh, investments. And so, we got two rounds so far. When, um, when we prepared the interview just before, uh, you talked about some sales volume. Would you be able to share with the audience where you are in terms of development and sales volume, types of contract you have, types of way of selling actually? Can we buy Hainunu online? Is it more for hospitals? Is it more for insurance companies? Could you elaborate a bit more and give a sense of volume, uh, what, 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 an idea of what's going on? So officially, we launched uh, last year. Last year, after all those years of preparation, we launched last year in China. When you say officially, what does it mean? You ship the product, or does it mean that you were able to 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 to, to have a prototype? What, what, what does it mean? I mean, uh, officially, we were able to to sell to sell to to, to really deliver the product. I see. We need our pack in, 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 in the market. Uh, it was last year we signed a first deal uh, in B2B because our business model is B2B, not B2C. Uh, yeah. So who are the Bs? Are the, 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 the B who distribute that are either, let's say, uh, insurance or healthcare uh, uh, players, or it can be also, that's what we have currently, like uh, telco companies. But let's say, come up to your question. Last year, we signed a, a deal uh, of supplying 3,000 of that pack for a turnover 3, of 3,000 of this pack for a turnover of 21 million uh, Jaminbi, which give us kind of uh, around, around uh, uh, 2.5, $3 million. And, I and see. To, currently this year, uh, we have more uh, deal flow on our pipelines, uh, not only in China, but also different countries, Southeast Asia, and also even Europe in, in, in uh, Poland. Uh, and we have a multi-million dollars deal flow uh, currently for uh, our packs. And uh, we have uh, around more than today, uh, 100,000 uh, uh, orders of our packs 
Okay, interesting because we are talking about real business here with about like a contract of 21 million GMB. You have to supply, you have to, to send the product, you have to offer the maintenance, you have to have sales and so on because a lot of things are going on after you sell uh, in the maintenance, the apps, the, 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 the devices and so on. So it's about 70 GMB per kit. It seems very inexpensive, right? And my, my calculation is correct, right? 70 GMB, 3,000 kits, 21 million GMB. So it's about 70 GMB per kit. 7,000 GMB. 7,000 7, Oh, sorry, 7,000. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm pissed a couple of zeros. 7,000. So I understand now better why, uh, why you can put a scale, a phone inside with 7,000. I see. I yeah, see. Yeah. And yeah, once, once you... Yeah, in, in the pack, uh, in the pack, what we have is is very simple. We said we have uh, three different components inside. We have uh, number one, the evaluation of the top ten risk of the seniors based on the World Health Organization data. So we have a, a DNA test pack here. Uh, this is DIY at home. Uh, we we collect here from from this uh, the, the saliva, the right? Here, mm. you put that on the container and you put that here, you ship to us. And then after we get a report of the top 10 risk of the seniors based on number one, cardiovascular disease, diabetics type two, Alzheimer and Parkinson. Once we got the evaluation of the top 10 risk, then we go to the uh, uh, mobile uh, connected uh, device with uh, uh, healthcare, uh, uh, connected uh, uh, IoT. So we have the mobile phone. I have the mobile phone here. Yeah, for, for people who are listening to us on iTunes, uh, Charles, it's showing us on the video. So it's better to see on the video on YouTube, uh, the devices, including the pack, which are DNA, DNA kit, like 23andMe, those who know in the West, uh, you give your saliva and then you get the report. You have a phone you, you just saw us. Yeah, we have a phone here. And this is a dedicated phone for seniors. Uh, why it's dedicated for seniors? Because you see here, you have a SOS button. Yeah, and so on the phone, there is a button, uh, which is usually not on your phone. Uh, a bit like uh, actually a, a button, like on the iPhone, like six or, or five, you had a button on the top. That's the same here, but it's on the back of the phone, I see, to be very convenient to be able to ask for help. Yeah, for ask for help. So instead of looking, you know, the phone numbers of my son or whatever, you just press this button. And then when you press this button, you see here on the bottom, you, it, will, it will connect directly to three uh, uh, caregivers. It could, be, it could be your son. And then indoor, outdoor, it will be automatic. And then they receive your geolocalization. So you don't need even to say where you are. They, they know where you are exactly. I see. And this phone has a bigger icon. This is a, a normal phone, right? And, yeah. and we partner with the third largest telco in China who produced this phone called ZTE. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the partnership that we have is they preload our APP directly in their factory. So everyone who buy this kind of phone will have our APP already built in inside. And we okay. already have 20,000 uh, 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 preloaded uh, APP that is already in, 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 in the market. And then here 
we have a different function, so I will not go further because it is not the topic and you have a video on our highnunu.com uh, website. But when we press here, we got uh, the uh, connectivity with a medical connected device, like uh, the blood pressure, oximeter, a connected uh, uh, scale. Uh, we have also this kind of uh, ECG. What is uh, ECG? Yeah, electrocardiogram. Uh, we have also uh, uh, this, um, not only the, the ECG, but for those who has a diabetics type 2, the glucose meter. And all these kind of uh, uh, connected medical device has the same quality that what we can receive at the hospital because they are all medical certified. China CFDA as well as a CE mark. And okay. so, so that we, 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 we collect the data at home that nobody has. And from that goes to the cloud and every, every caregivers, including the family, wherever they are, uh, are able to, to, to receive the data and look at the data. So um, if you look at uh, my, my, uh, my mother's data here. This Hope is not to provide. Yeah. This is an example of what we, what we can have here. Uh, I can have, for example, the blood pressure of yesterday wow. and also the previous day here with the mini and the max, the average, and also the projection. I can- How I many can... devices in a kit? How many uh, devices in a kit? We have uh, six devices. Six devices. Uh, the relative question I- three, uh, three are medical connected devices. Uh, with the mobile phone, it will be four. And we have optional uh, glucose meter and the ECG. Okay, so four to, four to six devices in a kit. Um, the, the question I have, because the DNA test uh, you, you are doing, uh, the scale, you, with $1 million or even $10 million, you are not able to build, to build all of this. So you have to partner, you have to find factories. Could you tell us more about how you, you assemble this solution, which is actually a lot of value you bring to the market, is to be able to interconnect all those devices to to assemble them and there's a lot of value in it some people say that elon musk most of his job is to assemble existing technology and make it more accessible with spacex uh, and, and cheaper and actually there's a lot of value in it uh, a lot of innovation so could you explain us about how you have been able to choose the factories work with them work with zt and and, and if someone would like to do something with factories, uh, which is uh, uh, a product which to, it's too expensive to develop, but already existing, how should it do? Okay, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. As you, as you mentioned rightfully, the most important thing is to understand as an entrepreneur, where is our value proposition? And number, number two is what is already existing in order to avoid to recreate the wheel. Because when we are clear on our value proposition, which is 
this AI preventative platform that combine different, different uh, devices like uh, the DNA testing uh, biotech with the medtech together. Uh, once we, we are very clear on our value proposition, then we, we need to think about what is already existing in the market. So in terms of this, uh, this, um, this uh, connected medical device, of course, Hainunu uh, uh, was, I mean, we didn't want to recreate the wheel. Uh, the, the challenge that we have to face was to identify the right partner, the right uh, factories that were able to, uh, to uh, provide that. And also uh, the other challenge was not only the selection, the screening process of the right partner, but also to avoid as much as possible the go-between. Mm. We wanted, and this is a challenge I had to face, is uh, to convince once we get the screening properly and we identify the right brand, uh, the right factories, the challenge for me was how is it possible to convince, with, to, to convince him to work with me when I didn't have uh, any MOQ, like a minimum quantity at the beginning. Because how much is MOQ? Sorry? How, how many should, we, should you produce usually to, to get to, to be able to work with them? What's the minimum? 50, 100, 1,000? Yeah, it depends on the factories and depends on of, of, of the size of, of their uh, volume production per year. But uh, uh, so some said 1,000. Mm. MOQ would be 1,000. And some, some say uh, lower. For example, this ECG is not as popular uh, as the uh, connected scale for the weight. Mm. No, scale for the weight is, is massive on the market. It's very popular. But this kind of device, which is, is a niche device, uh, they can reduce this MOQ to, uh, uh, to uh, much lower, 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 like a hundred to two hundred device, it will be okay. okay. Uh, but then my challenge was, hey, uh, Mr. Factory, who has this, um, is it possible from from me to you to work together and to avoid all those go between? Hmm. Because the the factory they don't want to, to, to be like, uh, to, to waste a lot of time with different small players like us who will, who will just play a uh, little and they prefer to, to uh, relocate us to their distributors. So the first is into the negotiation to be able to meet those, those people face to face and to say, okay, I know that you don't want me to work with you because you don't want to waste your time for a small quantity. You, you, I know that you want me to work with, for example, Matthew, uh, who is your distributors. And then when I will increase my volume, then you, you, maybe you want me to work directly with you. So this is the number one uh, uh, challenge that we have. And, and I don't have any like a, a, a secret recipe to do that. It's How just, do you find them? You went on Alibaba? So Alibaba was one of the source, but the, the, the problem that I had in Alibaba is many, many are cheating in a sense that they pretend to be the factory. Yeah. And you, yeah, you, you, you think that you, you're talking with the direct you know, factory where, where, where is not the factory, is a distributor who, 
who who pretend that is a factory to to attract more more people so alibaba we found by experience that it, it can be a, a good way to screen but a lot of time wasting because at the end uh, it's just a phone call and uh, we have to rely on, 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 on what they said which uh, uh, not always the, the truth and then how to do we need we need to go then uh, on on the ground so the number the number two solution was was to go to uh, uh, the biggest event where all those uh, makers are, are exhibiting their product and one of the biggest and and, and that is a, a advice that i give to your audience is to go to cmef china medical equipment fair cmef okay, okay. So on, on google and uh, in Shanghai, we have uh, those uh, exhibitors. We went there and we spent, it, it's so massive, it's so massive. We spent a few days there uh, and uh, we went booth by booth. And we had only two questions to ask them. Number one, uh, are you uh, FDA approved? CFDA, because we are in China. Are you CFDA approved? And number two is, uh, are you uh, uh, connected? Because many of them are not connected devices. So what is your technology behind that? So if we ask with the first screening of the first question, are you FDA approved? You can, you can remove around 90 to 95% of them. Wow. It, it took just five, five, uh, uh, five uh, uh, to 10 uh, seconds, because it's so massive. FDA is, FDA is American, right? And CFDA is China. Yes, exactly. Okay. And so uh, uh, we then uh, focus on the only one who has this uh, certification, medical certification. Because if we want to be professional and collect the data, all those professional caregivers doctors, insurance, whatever, they will say, how far can I believe those numbers? I see. And so we have to be straight and we need to be professional saying that, okay, all those equipment are uh, FDA uh, or even better, uh, the second question, uh, are you CE mark? CE FDA, like European FDA. Okay. Okay. And then it will, it will help us because on our, our uh, prospection, we were thinking also, of course, to move in Europe. I so then I once we, we selected those uh, exhibitors, they were uh, uh, matching our criteria. Then we have to uh, visit them, visit them on the factories, more of them are located in, uh, most of them are located in, in Shenzhen, South China area, where you find a lot of production there. And then we, we visited one by one, then talk to them, uh, engage them on our dream. And the challenge we have to face, remember the challenge is how can we convince them to work with a small potato mm. like us, was only to drive them on our dream. We I'm checking online. I was, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I was checking online CMEF 
CMEF is not only in Shanghai, right? It's in Beijing and a bit everywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so uh, the, the reason why they accepted to work with us is because uh, uh, of our dream. Our dream is to make a better society. Did you speak in Chinese to them? Yes. You yes. were speaking yourself in Chinese. So you, you, do you think it was a, 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 a game changer? Yes, definitely, yeah. Okay. I think uh, there is a, 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 because speaking in Chinese in Chinese, in China, sorry, uh, uh, is the best way to touch their heart and their emotion. I think that's what an, an asset you had. It was to be, to be able to speak Chinese. A lot of foreigners cannot do that. And when they go to China, they cannot to produce, actually, go to Shenzhen, as you mentioned. They are not able to communicate in Chinese. That's the first thing. You say setting the dream, but at the end of the day, they have the PNL and they need to be careful on the cost. Do you think there was another, another factor, which was they also believe in your ability to, to, to develop it? They believe in you being backed by those uh, uh, events and uh, all those people who endorsed you? Do you think that that played a role? Yeah, this is very correlated, Matthew, because my dream is to help the seniors to live longer, healthier, happier. We mm -hmm. are in Shenzhen. Shenzhen, as you already know, they are, they are all migrant people. Yeah, young people. Young people and, and those uh, owners of factories, they all have their parents somewhere in China, I like see. me. And so when I talk to them and I say, look, this is my issue. How is it possible to take care of my mother who lives far away from you? And by the way, it might be the same case from you. I mean, on your side, they all say, yeah, this is my case because uh, my, my, uh, uh, my hometown is, is far away, blah, blah, blah. And I say, look, we have the same issue, you and me, number one. Number two, if you, see, if you want to, to, to uh, uh, correlate with the business development, you think of the aging population. Everybody knows that the aging is growing. It's very mm. predictable. Uh, uh, China has a massive numbers of uh, uh, aging, and everybody knows that this this is an important market to to to, to solve, uh, an issue to solve. So, those uh, uh, owners of of uh, factories for medical device, they know that uh, uh, what they they produce will have a brilliant future in the market that we are uh, in, which is the silver economy. And so, number one, they were touched personally because this is what they face. Uh, number two, uh, the prospection of the market. Everybody knows that it, it's it's in, it's incredible uh, opportunity. So the question for for them is, uh, uh, how can I be uh, players in this growing market? In China, as we said, it's infancy market, but very uh, uh, good future in terms of uh, perspective. I see. I, I, if I understand for the factories, it may, they may not lose money with you by producing prototypes, but they may actually waste time because it's less, there's, there's less scalability. Am I correct? So you have to convince them that the future is bright to tell them you begin with very low margin with me 
uh, not making a lot of money, but the scale could be big afterward. Isn't it that uh, they were also seeing? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Because I, I, they wouldn't do, uh, even if they believe in the product, they wouldn't sponsor your product. They would make it a profit out of even the prototypes. But uh, they may not work with some players because they don't see the scale in the future but you were able to sell the future, to sell the, 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 the story. So they could project themselves in a higher growth for the future. And then say, okay, we are going to waste a bit of time at the beginning, but we believe in the product. I see. Yes, exactly. And also, I want to relate that to the first introduction at the beginning. You say we were involved in many uh, contests. Yes. Uh, uh, everywhere, including China and everywhere in the world. And this is also part of the story that helps us to convince them. Because uh, the question is, why do we need to go to those contests? And, and yeah. is, is it useful as an entrepreneur living in China? Uh, why do we need to, to go everywhere like that? If you look at Hainunu and you go on our muse, uh, and you look at our milestones, uh, you will see a lot of contests. And I want yeah. to also to, to, uh, to explain why. And this is also kind of a uh, 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 story that help us to convince at the end those uh, very huge uh, partners to, to work with us. Um, the big the dilemma that I have, think of Hainunu. We are not like uh, uh, Omron. We are not like Medtronics. We are not like Philips uh, uh, MedTech. We don't have any uh, branding equity on the market. We have a big ambition uh, to help the seniors to live longer, healthier, happier at home. Uh, we want to be the game changer in the world. Uh, I want the people to think of, uh, uh, when they think of senior home care, I want, to think, I want them to think of Hainunu, like uh, uh, you said Tesla. Every people think of Tesla when they think of electric vehicle. Uh, having said that, I'm still a little potatoes. And the dilemma that I face as an entrepreneur is our core business, as you understood, is all big data. The more we can collect uh, uh, using those tools, all the data that we collect here on our, on our platform, the more valuable will be our company, Hainunu. And when we think of the big data, the dilemma is how is it possible that a newcomers like Hainunu uh, engaged as many as possible uh, A-level uh, partner, A-class partner that have a big customer base uh, in order to collect the big data when we are a small potato? Mm -hmm. There is a dilemma. Because the small potato will remain small and cannot collect a, a, a lot of big data and will remain small and then end at the end, uh, die at the end. So when I look also in our, in, our, uh, uh, in our resources, financial resources, we need to market, we need to, to, to build our uh, uh, brand equity in order for the other uh, partner to, to work with us. Yes. Uh, and convince that we are the right partner, even we are small. 
the only way to, to achieve those branding equity was to go on, or to apply on those uh, international contests or national contests. This, this is for me the best way to, to, to have a visibility and for free. I have a very practical question. When you went to the factory, in order to showcase everything you did in terms of, of, of branding, in terms of contests and so on, did you go with a PPT? Did you go with a video? You were showing the PPT and the video, or you was only speaking with them? What, what, what support did you have? You have a brochure? You have, how did you materialize uh, this? What, what, did, what was your tactics? Could you be a bit, go a bit more in detail? We understand setting the dream, setting the future setting the scale, uh, the scalability. But then during the meeting, what did you have? We, it's important to have at least a prototype, working prototype. Oh, you uh, had a prototype, even when had, you are talking with a factory to build actually your product, I think. Yes, we had a working prototype uh, and we, we, we just not come with a PPT because those guys are really done to us. And, and okay. We cannot come with kind of ideation. I don't, I don't think, he, in, in our case anyway, it will not work. It's just kind of ideation with PPT. Those guys but are really. Who is the prototype? Who is the prototype then, if it's not a factory? Who made it? We made it with our team. We made it with our team, and we had also a chance to partner with our uh, uh, engineering school. Uh, like here in Shanghai, one of the, the fantastic engineering school that we partner is, is, by the way, the school where I was educated in France, like uh, UTC, University Technology of Compiègne. And, so and this university helped you to do, I mean, with students, help you yeah. to build a prototype. That's very interesting because in my mind, those projects from university most of the time don't work because the students are not involved enough, the companies are not involved enough, but here, you are a case where it worked actually to, to, to partner with students and investors. Yes, yes. It's fantastic uh, success story. I, I'm very thankful for uh, those uh, academia, the professors, uh, also those uh, dean and the university. Uh, I, one of them is uh, help us uh, wonderfully is called UTSEUS. Uh, by the way, if you go to my website, you will, you will see them is the uh, uh, partnership with the three uh, engineering schools in France and they partner with uh, Shanghai University, the engineering school of uh, Shanghai University, UTSEUS. Uh, and uh, every year, for, for many years, they provided uh, students, engineer students, uh, and, and with them, uh, we were able to build our prototype. We also uh, partner with uh, Ecole de Design de Nantes, Edna, who has also a program in Shanghai. And when you look at those uh, uh, designs, we had up to 10 uh, students working in our uh, UI and UX uh, on our uh, design, even the product design. Um, we had also a business school. You said we are involved in business schools. Uh, and we had a, a major business school were helping us, like uh, HEC. Uh, it's, it's kind of give and take. As you said, I'm lecturer in, in, in the uh, innovation and entrepreneurship major with few of them. Uh, and in exchange, they also provide uh, uh, their resources as much as they can. 
Uh, we had also polytechnics, French polytechnics. We organized with them uh, and HEC students a hackathon here in Shanghai. Uh, we had also uh, ESCP uh, students. Uh, and, and together with a big firm like uh, Ernst Young, uh, AXA, we, we did this uh, hackathon mixing academia professors, students, us as a startups, and also big firm like AXA, uh, and also other schools. Like uh, we're talking of uh, marketing, we need, we are not professional in marketing, so you have another school called uh, MBA uh, DMB. They are they're doing, uh, uh, they have uh, MBA students focusing on the uh, digital marketing. And so. But you feel, you feel that those connections with university and students have been useful, right? You got something out of it, and the students, of course, got experience, but you have the feeling that you got actually you have proved that it worked you got a prototype thanks to it but i feel when you when you talk about it it was also from the professors not yes. really the student product but so mainly the professors for the prototype and then you had some hackathon for the software with uh polytechnic i don't know by the way why they do a hackathon in shanghai they did it shanghai yeah, yeah. HEC and polytechnic yeah yeah we organized a hackathon with polytechnic and hsc student here in our office Okay, in Shanghai, but there are very few students from Polytechnic, isn't it? In they Shanghai. come here on the, on the modular program. Okay, they come I see. Here modular program. Uh, and, and then uh, professor were contacting us to see, because they heard about uh, the innovation of Hainunu. And, and those professors are really keen to uh, bring their students in the most innovative, you know, uh, companies visit the big one like uh, Alibaba, whatever. But also, they want the students to be grounded with startups, with entrepreneurs, and to see, you know, what is the the life of entrepreneur, French entrepreneur living in China. And so, thanks to our innovation, we had a lot of demands from those uh, brilliant professors wanted to bring their their students in our office. And so the way to, to handle that was, okay, we don't want to deliver this kind of boring PPT to you, to you smart students. And the best way to understand what's going on in China is to organize a hackathon that will work with us for a dedicated and, and, and problem solving. And give, it, give, give, give me your student for uh, 12 hours if it's one day or five days and we will organize a, a hackathon for them. And believe me, they will never forget what they, they, they learn here. Because it's but not- Polytechnic students, students from Polytechnic are not developers. How can they do an hackathon? Yeah, so, so Polytechnics are, are, are engineers. Yeah. And uh, HEC are business schools. So we uh -huh. give them a topic that, that match their, 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 their skills. So because, because we are uh, in uh, ICO, uh, we are uh, raising funds from our blockchain and, and developing this uh, fundraising with, with ICO, initial coin offering. Uh, we, we, the hackathon that we delivered to uh, uh, Polytechnics and HEC was what are the do and the don't to uh, market ICO? Okay. 
and there was much more uh, uh, financial related than 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 uh, engineering you know product development oh, engineering so it's not really a hackathon right it was only a hackathon to code it was a hackathon to find a solution to a, to an, yes. a, 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 a challenge i see i understand and the, the development of the product itself was more with the the engineering school uh, who brought these uh, uh, mechatronics engineers developers uh, with UTSEUS and Shanghai University. Okay. To go back on the factories, because we, we, we moved to another topic here, which is uh, working with universities, which is interesting for, for to understand how you got a prototype. So you, what was convincing you feel with the factories? The dream you sell, the scalability, the future, the prototype, to come with a prototype. And yes. uh, certainly the fact that you had done a lot of PR, a lot of... Uh, a contest but this they had to trust you because you don't come with a video you don't come with a ppt you don't come with a proof that you did all this you just it's, it's you telling them that president macron just you and so on right you you don't come with a marketing kit right with a factory you come with a prototype and a speech yes and also okay. the fact uh, matthew that I'm, I'm based in shanghai i'm, I'm living in china yeah so 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 the value proposition that we bring uh, in, in China is, is just, uh, you know, written, written black and white. So, so it's help all the, their country. It's not something, you know, I, I don't come to, to them and say, look, I want your product and I will ship to other country. I see. You know, I, I'm here and you will be a, a, a game changer yourself. You see, our dream is to help a senior to live longer. And one piece that we don't have is you uh, value proposition with your factory. And if you look at this uh, story, you are a wonderful players that I need to make this story true. And the question that I ask you is, do you want to be part of this story? It's not just blah, blah, blah. It's down to earth, make profit, in helping the world to be better. I mean, you are already uh, delivering this uh, product like it's healthcare related. You already have the, this mind that you want to help the society to help the people because you are producing, you know, not a bicycle. You are producing not an iPhone. You are producing a medtech. Those people are already uh, uh, oriented in helping the world in a way. It's not just uh, 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 only uh, mo money makers. So I they see. have already uh, this, uh, I would say this, this corporate social, you know, uh, uh, orientation, responsibility. That's why they choose okay. to do their business. So when I come with this dream, it's aligned in some way with, with uh, what they're doing. So it was not like a, a huge challenge, uh, frankly speaking, uh, Matthew. The, the, the fact that uh, they have their own issue is exactly the same that my issue is, is something that, that, that uh, 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 trigger uh, their interest because it's based on the existing uh, problem, the existing pain. So uh, the way 
to solve this problem using their own product to solve in some way their own uh, issue and also million other people was very appealing to them and resonated uh, with, with them. So frankly speaking, it was not a, a big hurdle to convince them because they, they, they want to be part of this game. They want to be part of this dream and they want to be part in this uh, dream team to be a players and to say, look, I'm not just a, a, a you know, a factory 1.0. I'm a factory 4.0 walking in the future and making a better life for, for myself. Because uh, within 30 years from now on, I will be the one who we need the, those services. Mm. Mm. And the best way uh, to prepare this future is to do it now. Yeah. It's a, it's, it can be a very complex solution to provide uh, healthcare support or prevention, as you said, uh, for elderly. We talk in business and in, the, um, in everything which is tech related, we talk about MVP, minimum viable product. Mm -hmm. um, I believe you have thought a lot about how to enter this market in a not too expensive way because it's hardware and it's expensive, so you have to be careful and still having your space in the market. Yeah. So what was your thinking, your process of thinking, analyzing of how to penetrate on the right segment? We understand the reason why you thought that, that about this product. You have an experience, a personal experience. We understand the use because the numbers also uh, give you, give you um, uh, credit to say that that's going to be an issue. Elderly people are going to be more and more numerous. But then as a small player, how do you, how did you position yourself? How did you think about the positioning? Uh, the positioning was, uh, number one, be clear on the benefit that we wanted to solve, to bring the, the, the benefit that we wanted to bring. We were not product oriented. We were not like a digital oriented or AI. The most important thing is define the right strategy the right uh, uh, market segment with the right value proposition. And then when it's very clear, then we come up with the tools, the tooling. How do you, how do you know when it's very clear? How do you, is it a feeling? You know it's clear, it, 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 it makes sense in your, in your head? Or is it uh, you validate topics? Did you have a specific process or it was experimenting? It was much more experimented, uh, Matthew. I it's, it's trial and error. I cannot, I cannot claim that you know. Just I wake up and I had the 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 right you know answer for that. Uh, at the beginning, when you remember when we met uh, at the beginning, like one year, one year and a half or two years ago, like uh, 2017, I, I was I was very involved in the robotics. Uh, it was a screen. It was a screen to interact with someone else. Uh, at distance, actually, it could have been elderly, but it could have been children as well. Could have been other people. I said, I, I, I feel it was much more about a screen on a robot, which could move and 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 follow uh, the other person you are talking to. Am I correct? Yes, yes. We had a, we had this. Uh, we we we. My my idea at that time was I really believe in this companion service robotics. Which is uh, not in your pack now anymore, right? It's not in your kit anymore. 
Yeah, because we, we invested a lot to do the prototype, working prototype. Yeah. Uh, it's also uh, currently under uh, uh, patenting, like uh, uh, invention, disruptive uh, innovation, patenting in China. We have two uh, patent, uh, 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 two patent under, under, uh, under uh, registration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I realized on, on, on launching that it was kind of crazy in terms of cost burning, I my, see. burning my cash and uh, I realized that uh, if we go on that way we will die soon so uh, in terms of FB, MVP the man, minimum viable products that's why we turn with this box and assemble assemble different uh, uh, technologies, uh, aligning with the same value proposition, which is helping the seniors to live longer, healthier, happier, but reducing the scope and the ambition of the technology, uh, downsizing from the robot, intelligent robot, down to uh, assembly those uh, uh, elements in, in our pack. And then from that experience and this kind of, I would say failure, but for me, there is no failure if there is a learning uh, at the end. But let's say from this first experience uh, and uh, the fact that uh, it's, it, it, will, it will be deadly if we continue on that way, we reduce our ambition with, with a minimum viable product based on that. And then we shift the strategy into let's go to the market, build the branding equity, earn some money, be uh, uh, the first mover. And from this revenue and also the uh, branding equity, we will gain some more traction from the investor side. Uh, And from that, from the new uh, uh, money that we can raise, we will be able to, to, to go back to the previous uh, intelligent robot, Nunu, and then be able to market that. So uh, first is to launch that. And then after gaining some more traction and more money from the market, then we will be able to deliver on the second phase, uh, the robot that will replace uh, the mobile phone. I see, which is a typical, uh, tactic for entrepreneurs. I mean, Jeff Bezos beginning with books on Amazon, where he had a bigger, much bigger vision from day one, uh, which was to set everything on Amazon and uh, the future of data and so on. I, I'm pretty sure he had a lot of the things in mind, but he began with books and the same with Elon Musk when beginning with, with uh, actually publishing uh, on, on the internet, uh, disrupting the, the publishing industry in order to build something which was very, 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 very much, much larger uh, in the future. So I, I understand now uh, you begin with this MVP, but it is to finance actually in the future, uh, patents, prototype tape of your own hardware. You had begin with, you had begun with, but it was too hard to sustain. So you find another way to enter the market. It's successful because you already have orders in B2B um, and, and in, done and in the pipeline. I understand, and you have one foot in the market. Um, you talked on your on your on your website about PI and AXA. Um, I recently talked with someone 
who used to be uh, at Carrefour. And he told me a very interesting story that Carrefour actually never partnered with Tencent. They, they said they would partner with Tencent. Actually, Tencent, the, 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 the contract was not finalized. They spoke too early. And that's the thing, when I see those big names, Ping An, AXA, or other names, how do you partner with them? How do you make it work? They are huge, they are big. Uh, you are a small player. Is it a contract uh, and it's written and so on? Uh, is it that you come into that pipeline in a process so you are one of the partner, one of the client? How do you make sure that you are really taken care by them? Okay. Uh, this is signed contract to answer your question. Okay. All our uh, partners that you see on our website are signed contract. Uh, the question is how can we trigger uh, the interest to partner with us? Exactly. So, uh, that, that is the key uh, uh, dilemma. Uh, I would say that number one is based on the human, on, the, on those sides, on those sides. Uh, I had the great privilege to meet these visionary leaders uh, on those organizations like Bayer, uh, the chairman of Bayer, Selina Chu, uh, in AXA, was the founder of AXA Lab, uh, Frank Devigne, uh, and, and those uh, fantastic C-level uh, uh, players were uh, not only visionary on the new business solution, but also uh, uh, wanted to match the existing, you know, uh, uh, to shift the existing core business into a new business solution. So wherever you big or small, those C-level people in those large organization, uh, for example, AXA, uh, they, they told me that if they continue to run their business with the traditional way of selling the underwriting, they will be the next Kodak because it is not matching anymore the new needs of the millennials, of the new lifestyle. And they cannot continue on the same traditional way of releasing their core businesses on the market. So those C-level players uh, or the board, uh, they know that they need a new business solution, a new innovation that can shift uh, 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 into a new business revenue and match more the new market demand. So insurance want to shift into what we call dynamic pricing. They don't have any clear vision of uh, risk assessment. That's why uh, uh, they want, they need those digital uh, uh, startups to bring this fresh blood innovation, uh, a new uh, disruptive way to uh, engage uh, people and collect more uh, uh, multi-touch point data than just a signing uh, insurance paper. Uh, pharma industry they know that uh, their also uh, existing business model is at risk. Why? Because the new pipeline of new molecules is all, almost dead. The discovery of new molecules is almost dead. They, they, they have a hard time to find a new molecule. And the existing molecule in the pipe will become public. So the mm. IP, is for, as you know, is for limited period. 
and the existing revenue will go dry when the molecule will, will go to public. So, so those pharma industries, they want also to be closer to, to the customers as, as much as possible, not just uh, selling uh, pills to eat. The customer also have a bigger knowledge of the health of the issue. They, uh, they go to Google and those also big players has a new uh, uh, competitors like Google, Google Health, uh, Amazon, or other big companies are turning into health, are turning into also, uh, uh, you see Alibaba turning into insurance themselves. You know, they, they, they deliver this insurance policy. So, so those existing traditional A-level players, they know that number one, uh, they need to reshift and do a, a game changing on the traditional core businesses to adapt to the new lifestyle of the customers. Number two, that's why they need, they need startups. So if our value proposition is matching uh, their uh, uh, strategies in terms of new business solution, so they welcome uh, people like us to partner with. The challenge is, is to, 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 to come at the right moment and to meet the right people. And the only way for us to do that was number one contest. Those organizations organizing contests or even they, 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 they create their own labs. So for example, okay, so you, AXA, AXA, AXA yeah. has three labs, one in Silicon Valley, Paris, and, and Shanghai. Uh, Bayer, they engaged in uh, uh, grant for apps their own, you know, uh, uh, innovation contest. Uh, Ping An uh, have the acceleration program called Ping An Acceleration. And so through those uh, ecosystem of uh, innovation, uh, we, this is the right door to come through and to meet those people where, where those game changers in the slash organization uh, and, and, and share our dream. I see, I see. So it was not like uh, contacting them directly on LinkedIn or whatever. The contests were the key to accede, uh, the access to them, right? Well, th this is the key. Number one is the contest. Number two is also our alumni before we were talking of the partners from our engineering school, our yes. business school. And this is also something we need to leverage. I mean, you, me, many entrepreneurs are graduated from Ivy Leagues, engineering school, business schools, and we need as an entrepreneur to leverage as much as possible those Guanxi, those alumni, uh, uh, how do you reach out to them? Is it for you, you send them an email or call them saying, I, I, I'd like to talk about my project to get some advice. Uh, what, 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 how do you introduce yourself in, this, in those cases? To be as much as active on our alumni. Uh, ah, to be, to be at the event, so, say. so it's a bit informal and then you can talk about what you do. I see, I see. I'd like to, to finish on one, one um, two actually two uh, questions. The first is that I see that you are a board member of, uh, of other companies. I see that you have as well advisors. 
how do you become a board member and how does it work exactly? Uh, do you have to go to the meeting every year, every six months, every three months? Are you paid for that? Are you, they, are, they, are you asked to do something for them? I, I, I saw on your profile, it's a publishing company. You are a board member, but you have also many advisors, including a lawyer uh, from McKinsey. Uh, you have um, other entrepreneurs or big companies like Sodexo uh, who are advisors of your company. What's the relationship exactly of being an advisor uh, or a board member? You mean myself? For yourself and for the ones of your company. Okay. For myself, is is uh, a way to share our experience. Those, those, uh, uh, like you said, these publishers is one of the biggest publishers in the world, lead publishing in, in business business uh, books, and and Martin, uh, who is the GM of this uh, organization in, in in the world, uh, uh, wanted me to join. Uh, because he needs this kind of, of uh, entrepreneur uh, in innovation. And this is a way to contribute to this organization is to bring this kind of uh, uh, expertise or sharing experience on innovation in one of the, 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 the most promising uh, business, which is uh, silver economy. And so this is the way we can, we can share uh, and other uh, board members like academia related uh, like uh, uh, columbia university or uh, mba uh, dmb in shanghai is more into uh, uh, innovation and entrepreneurship since hainunu uh, has uh, now uh, collected uh, and we, we, we are honored to, to receive uh, many awards, most of the most prestigious awards in our, in our domain, not only in China, but in the world. Those uh, uh, organizations uh, would like us also to be part of, of the board, to be able to share, to share our experience in, in innovation as well as entrepreneurship, because that, that in, in those uh, Ivy League University, they're also very concerned in, in, in teaching this innovation and entrepreneurship. In okay. terms of our uh, advisor of Hainunu, mm -hmm. said, uh, we, had for, we have, for example, Anne from uh, the biggest uh, law firm, uh, Baker McKenzie. Uh, we have also uh, um, uh, Sodexo with uh, 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 Leticia. Yeah, Leticia, fantastic, uh, uh, fantastic lady who is working in silver economy in the world. Uh, we have also Frank Devigne. We have mm -hmm. also uh, uh, two uh, fantastic entrepreneurs, Yas and Alex, who are, uh, by the way, our uh, second investors. Uh, we have also banker, Philippe uh, uh, from BNP Paribas. Uh, and we have also important is uh, Professor Theodor Zeldin, who used to be the Dean of uh, Oxford St. Anthony's and the president mm -hmm. of Oxford Muse. He used to be my professor and mentor from 13 years now when I was in Oxford University. So the way to, to uh, get those uh, fantastic people on board in my dream team as an advisor 
was just because uh, of my dream, not because of me, frankly speaking. So it, what do you do? You, you meet with them and you tell them over lunch, would you like to become my advisor? And then they may say, so what do you expect from me, right? And what, what, do, what, do you, what do you say in this, in this case? What do you expect from them? Uh, I, I, as a lawyer, and do you expect the actually to advise you on, on legal issues? Um, do you expect uh, your professor to, to advise you on specific topics? Do, what, 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 what do you expect from them? Expect them to bring their own expertise in their own domain that I don't have. They are more clever than me in what they're doing. And, and this dream of helping the seniors to live longer require a lot of expertise because it's kind of complex. And if we want to be qualitative uh, end to end, we need those experts and we need to those, those smart people. And of course, I cannot pretend to have all those expertise, but I need the best in my dream team. So um, the way to engage them is you are not yeah. liars. You are not liars in what you're doing. Uh, Look at my dream. Uh, the problem solving that I'm, pro I'm solving for me might be also your problem. That's why you involve in whatever you know your expertise. And, and I, I would like to have this dream team together to find a solution. You know, in Chinese, we have a saying, a hero is a product of three support, of three helpers. And, and could you be one of them? Uh, for the sake of bringing a better life to the seniors that we cherish. And uh, by the way, you already in some way involved in, in bringing a better life with your existing core competency, a better society, a better life. And so those uh, visionary leaders and humanistic driven, not just making money for the sake of money, were very enthusiastic to be part of this adventure. Because Hainunu is not about to deliver IoT for just IoTs, you know. It, it, it just brings a better life. So those humanistic leaders was all in. And, and uh, so you, what, what um, in terms of, because they are on your website, uh, they have their names, they have their, a bit of their bio on the website. Uh, do you offer do you offer some preferred shares as well? Some is it, is it more than the access, or is purely the access and the fact that they want good to you that number, you can get? Yeah. Number one uh, is not about money relationship. Okay, so no shares, no preferred shares, no investment from them. Okay. Number one, it was it was all about uh, are you aligned with our humanistic dream? Yes, no. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, uh, if we talk at the beginning of, you know, shares, money and everything, I, 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 would, I would consider that we are not at the beginning, from, from the beginning in the good track. Mm -hmm. Because we are, we are talking of startup. We, you are not talking of Microsoft. You, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to be bored of Microsoft or Reno or whatever, you know. Uh, it's just about are you fit? Are we fit together in, in this dream? And those corporate also uh, leaders already are, are, are involving in, in corporate social responsibility in somehow you know within those mm. organizations. So instead of going in in NGO type or whatever, why don't we go also spending some time in in these humanistic uh, uh, startups rather than 
NGO type. It's in another type, in, in, in another way to be involved in this kind of corporate social responsibility. Having said that now, in terms of incentive, uh, they have two kinds of incentive, frankly speaking. One is those organizations, if we go big, somehow Hainunu will, will contract with them. So for example, Baker McKenzie, Anne, uh, if we get some work, why, why we should find another lawyer if, if she's, she, she's there? Okay, so that, that might be also a good uh, potential uh, investment for the future. Uh, BNP Paribas could be the same. Uh, so Dexo, now we are uh, about to sign a fantastic contract with them with our, uh, the Sodexo voucher, because they are one of the biggest uh, uh, worldwide uh, redeem coupon. So that could be also a profitable business for us if we go big too. I see, I see. Okay, thank you very much for your time, Charles. You see, we said that it would last one hour. I think it's more like one and a half. Thank you very much for sharing uh, that much. Um, congratulations for everything you achieved. Um, I'm, um, I realized actually when preparing the interview how much uh, you have achieved, you have changed as well as a product. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I have to say I've been very impressed uh, when I was uh, looking at the changes over the last two years. So congratulations again and I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the show. Thank you and goodbye everyone. Thanks a lot for your uh, podcast and thanks also uh, for my dream team and my partners. <laughs>